welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. On November 13, 1908, the reformer declared in a bold front page headline that Brattleboro was facing a smallpox epidemic. Dr. Henry Holton, the secretary and executive officer of the Vermont State Board of Health, came to town and closed all churches, schools, and pool halls. People were forbidden to assemble in any place for any purpose until the epidemic was brought under control. The paper reported that there were 34 cases of smallpox in Brattleboro. According to local physicians, the disease had been in the community for the past several months, but had been showing symptoms similar to mild cases of chickenpox. Typically, people had been ill for a day or two with a slight fever, headache, or mild and mild rash. However, the weather was becoming colder and the symptoms were becoming more severe. Smallpox has been a deadly illness for centuries, with a mortality rate of up to 35%. In the early 1900s, smallpox vaccines were generally available, and the illness was not much of a threat. The problem was that people no longer worried about the disease and didn't bother to get vaccinated. Dr. Henry Tucker, the local health officer, said, Nothing will do so much towards checking the spread of the disease as the cooperation of every resident in the town. Indeed, if this cooperation is not forthcoming immediately, there is no telling to what an alarming extent situation develop into. The greatest difficulty with which the local health authorities have to contend is the skepticism of the public regarding the nature of the disease. Medical records show that smallpox increases in the virulence of the coming cold weather. Every day, public health officials release the number of new cases and quarantine those infected in their homes. Within a few days, the New York City doctors confirmed smallpox cases in town. They formally reported to the select board and a large number of businessmen. Their conclusion was that the situation was serious because the epidemic had spread throughout the community, but now that the appropriate quarantine and contact tracing methods were being used, the epidemic should soon be wiped out. They said there was no cause for panic, but that every resident should obey the rules, keep a level head, and do everything possible for the public good. As the infection numbers increased, the Thompson Trust bought a 20-acre farm on Old Guilford Road and had it converted into a detention hospital. A week after the epidemic had been declared by Dr. Holton, newly infected patients could be required to move to the detention hospital until they were free of the illness. As cases increased, a second building on the farm was converted to another detention hospital so there would be separate accommodations for both men and women. On November 20th, Dr. Holton released a statement to the press that the epidemic had not changed since the previous week. The illness seemed to be passing from family member to family member, and there was practically no danger for the infection on the streets. He repeated advice given earlier in the week that anyone who had not been vaccinated within the past five years should be vaccinated now. The town reported that 800 residents had been vaccinated during the week since the epidemic had been declared. It was reported by a St. Johnsbury paper that Brattleboro business owners were downplaying the epidemic as it was cutting into commerce and trade. The paper wrote that four out of five people in Brattleboro did not believe that there was an epidemic and were not taking it seriously. A Burlington newspaper reported that Brattleboro health officials were greatly handicapped in their work because many infected with smallpox failed to take proper precautions and refused to report their cases to the Board of Health. The paper wrote, The alarming spread of the disease had not been anticipated. On December 4th, Dr. Tucker, the Brattleboro Health Officer, stated that there were two elements which health authorities were fighting. He said one was ignorance and the other was willful suppression. We are up against these two things all the time. If everybody would cooperate with the doctors and health officers and use a little common sense, we would be able to stamp out this disease in a comparatively short time. 
Dr. Tucker believed that some people who were infected were not coming forward for treatment in isolation. This was causing the disease to linger in the community longer than necessary. Families that could be separated were quarantined in their homes. Individuals who could not be isolated in their residences were brought to the detention hospitals on Old Guilford Road for treatment and isolation. Schools remained closed and all places where people would typically gather were shut down. Contact tracing was aggressively pursued and health officers went into houses and apartments to identify suspected cases. During the first week of December, the total number of cases had easily surpassed 50. Fortunately, local health officials began to feel like the community was responding appropriately and new case numbers were getting smaller. By the third week in December, there was only one new case for the entire week. On Christmas Eve, the reformer reported that local schools and other social activities would be allowed to resume within two weeks. Teachers and students were required to be vaccinated before they could return to school. The schoolhouses were fumigated and, on January 4, 1909, quarantine restrictions on public gatherings in schools were lifted. The schools had been closed for 29 days. Brattleboro Health Authorities recorded 112 cases of smallpox in the town during the epidemic. The epidemic caused Brattleboro to basically shut down for six weeks. Contact tracing made the local health officials believe that the cause of smallpox outbreak was a Brattleboro resident who attended Castleton Normal School. The school had a smallpox outbreak and it was thought that the Brattleboro person unknowingly brought the disease home with her when she came back to town for school. Reading through the newspapers of the time made us believe that there were conflict and stress during the smallpox epidemic of 1908. Fortunately, there was already a vaccine for the illness, and many got quickly vaccinated to help stop the spread of the disease. The swift action of the local health authorities to quarantine, contact trace, and provide services for those impacted by the illness also went a long way in shortening the length and severity of the epidemic. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.